Welcome to the Fathom Academy podcast, a podcast designed for the people of Fathom Church to be resourced to go deeper with God. I'm Kyle Knight, the youth and digital minister here at Fathom. Thank you for listening in wherever you are. Um, today, we have Kevin Bost here. Kevin, welcome. Good morning. Welcome to the uh, the podcast lounge. Yeah, this is pretty sweet. Our, thank you. <laughs> you know what? I think that might have been the first time we've heard this is pretty sweet because we, we always have to say, you know, it's... It's a cold room. We have some lights. It's got junk in here. Yes, it, but yeah, it's sweet. It's, it's homey it. in its own unique way. There you go. I'll I'll, I'll take it. Um, most of you, if not all of you, probably know Kevin. Um, he's he's been a, a member of the church for a while. We'll we'll get into we'll get into kind of Kevin's background, but um, we wanted to have Kevin here uh, to talk about uh, specifically what he does. Um, in law enforcement, um, uh, really just a really unique, um, kind of cool perspective on some things. And, um, that's why we wanted Kevin here. Kevin is, um, the husband of Karina. Karina is our new missions minister. So you've yeah. seen her up on stage and everything like that. Um, you've seen Kevin and all their kids around church. I'm sure you have. Um, but let, let's, let's just start out with like, we're just, we're just gonna, we're just gonna chat about things. Like, tell us a little bit about yourself, about where where you grew up, where you went to school, all that kind of stuff. And in so much detail that we're here for like two hours. (laughs) Prepare for a fun one. Sit back. (laughs) No. Yeah. I, um, so I'm a, first and foremost, I'm a Colorado native. So, uh, you know, yes. Uh, but, uh, so grew up, um, in Littleton, Colorado was born, um, in the Denver area, lived in Littleton till, I was about nine or 10. My mom passed away when I was incredibly young. Um, so I've got um, two older brothers. So I was the baby in the family, which uh, by default makes me a mama's boy. <laughs> yep. So uh, that was, that me was too. tough. Me and too. So yeah, mm-hmm. see, yeah, I'm like yep. mama's boy is mama's boy. So I, yep. and I have no shame admitting that. Yeah, like yeah. I was definitely a mama's boy, mm-hmm. but so my dad, um, growing up in the city after my mom passed away, had this brilliant idea to move to Bailey, Colorado which is beautiful. Like it is beautiful. Do not get me wrong. And I love the mountains, but when you have grown up as a city kid moving to the, to the mountains where your friends like two, two miles away, like two miles, (laughs) like how do I get there? That's not across the street. And so, um, so yeah, so we grew up, um, in the second half in Bailey graduated from Platte Canyon high school and then not going to lie. As soon as graduated, moved right back down to the city. Mm. And so, um, lived down in, in Littleton, Met my beautiful wife, Karina, at Camp I'd Rather Have Jesus, where we were both counselors. And yeah. so um, we met up there counseling kids um, and then got married a year later. And uh, ironically, funny story to share just about Karina. And she'll, she'd tell you this. Yes. Tell, bring on but, the stories. So yes. <laughs> um, Karina and I, actually, this is before we were married. We were might have been engaged. I think we must have been engaged. So she was helping with a uh, before and after school program. So we went down to the sheriff's office at the time. I think at the time I was working for Lowe's Home Improvements. Um, and so she had to go get fingerprinted. And so while we're there, there's a job application for law enforcement. And I'm like, yes. So I like tell her as we're waiting for her to get fingerprinted. Oh, I cannot wait to fill this out because, you know, I can't. I've always wanted to be a cop. And she looked at me right then and there. I mean, dead straight face. And she says, I will never be married to a cop. Wow. I was like, well, okay, Roger that. Like, you got it. 
retail it is, you know. So like I'll just I'll just be a store manager with Lowe's for the rest of my life. That's cool. It never and I dropped it that day. It was dead. Like I like we we must have been engaged. She could probably tell for sure. But I never once brought it up again. Never once. I <laughs> put that thing in the chest and threw it to yep. the bottom of the ocean. As you should have. Oh, there yeah. I was like, there happy you. wife, happy life, <laughs> yep. right? So, right. you know, or soon to be happy wife, happy life. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, um, uh, gosh, it might have been maybe a year later after we were married because even uh, our daughter Haley was born. She out of the blue one day says, I think she'd be a cop. I have never brought it up. I've. It's not like secretly at home, you know, I'm playing cops on TV, like bad boys, bad boys. Hey, I'm trying to like, you know, use the psychology and feed this in. No, like I let it go. And um, so I'm not gonna lie. I had my applications done that night. Um, always wanted to work for the agency I'm at. And so, yeah, so I've been in law enforcement for the last 15 years, 16 years, uh, just hit 16 years, currently a commander. Um, and have worked a wide variety of assignments in law enforcement. Three beautiful kids um, that are all in school today. Hope they're having a great day. So, yeah. but yeah, that's as a, you're here sitting recording yeah, the podcast. Great. I'm just here. sitting here in this beautiful room down in the basement, and it's cold and chilly. No, it's it's wonderful. So, yeah, that's uh, that's that's awesome. Um, tell us uh, tell us a little bit about how you how you found Fathom. Yeah, you guys got here. So it's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, finding a church has been I don't want to say a struggle for Krina and I, but it's just a We've never been um, like excited about big corporate church because there's a lack of relationship building that occurs. Mm-hmm. And so um, we had been part of a church plant quite a while back um, that was in the Roxborough area that we actually knew um, through the Bushmans, um, who, who also obviously go here. And so though, we had been attending there with them for quite some time. And um, we ended up switching to a, a much bigger church. And so when I joined, so I went to law enforcement first. And then I had this great idea that I also wanted to do the military. And so I also joined the military after being in law enforcement for about five years. And then while away, um, Karina was looking to kind of just for another closer church to where we were living anyway, and, and found a different church. And we had attended there for a while, but never really felt part of the church. It was more like we were attending a Sunday meeting. And so, um, she at the time her boss was attending fathom and so uh she's like you just got to come try it and so we did we tried it one sunday and that was like oh i don't know i mean four or five it, yeah long time ago <laughs> long time like ago. fathom's home for us like mm-hmm. i mean, obviously mm-hmm. you know obviously Karina being here with missions but um it's just home like the relationships are real the people are real mm-hmm. and it's okay in fact i use chris's saying all the time in law enforcement i used it uh, during a tragic event earlier this year of it's okay not to be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Mm. Um, and that's, that's what fathom really is about. Like you can be here, you can be real, you can, you know, share your struggles and you're not going to get judged. You're going to get supported. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, so we love fathom. Yep. That's beautiful. awesome. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Um, tell us, tell, tell us just one, what's, what's like the best thing you like to do with your family? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys like to do? Oh, so we're definitely quite the pranksters. Um, we like to joke a lot. Um, nobody's off limits. Um, we like to scare I each other all yeah. the time, <laughs> um, play jokes, tell jokes. Um, and really, I we, we just like to laugh together, mm-hmm. um, going out, um, camping and stuff like that. It's just enjoying each other's company. 
But yeah, you're you're not off limits, and your friends aren't off limits either. Yeah, like you if, if you're here, you know everybody's part of our family, <laughs> and so you better hope you're enjoyed to be scared because <laughs> we hide all over the place to scare each other. Fun. Yeah, it's always good. Like when That's... the cop and your you know your neighbors. <laughs> hear the screams coming from the cop's house. You're like, oh, awesome. (laughs) Like, great. (laughs) What's going on in there? You know, (laughs) so yeah, but we love it. It's a lot. It's a lot of fun. That's awesome. Um, Military stuff. Mm -hmm. Tell tell us a little bit about um, what that was like, how long, like, like, yeah, just just all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. So military. So uh, convincing uh, Karina that I wanted to be a cop um, and then convincing, hey, I also want to be in the military. Like, hey, you know, um, so the military for me went way back into high school as well. I wanted to be a cop since I was a child, um, but military was a big part. Serving um, is important to me. Um, Serving other people is basically um, what I feel like I am here for. And so wanting to be in the military um, in 2010, I joined the Army National Guard, and so I uh, was still always been employed in law enforcement. Um, took a quick leave to go to basic training, and then I uh, went for basically I was an armor, and so I worked on the major weapon systems that our our soldiers would use. And then later on, um, due to some changes in our units, also got to be classified in computers. So I have a love for computers as well, and so. Um, it would do a lot of the networking for our soldiers. And so spent uh, six years um, in the National Guard. They, they, I'll tell you, they tell you one week in a month, two weeks a year. That is the greatest sales campaign. However, <laughs> of the six years, I was gone about three years. So I was mm-hmm. constantly, if I was not at work uh, doing law enforcement, I was away with the military. And so... Um, later about year five into the military, we always asked our kids during Christmas separately what they would want because they were young. Cause if you ask them together, then suddenly they, they all want the same Legos. They all want the same Nintendo yep. games. Yep. Um, <laughs> but our oldest two Haley and Jordan pretty young at the time had asked me to choose between being in law enforcement or being in the military. And if that's not gut wrenching yeah. enough to realize my kids are asking me to be present in their lives. Yeah. And so I didn't, um, I finished out my contract and the cool thing is military is good about trying to get you to reenlist. But, you know, when you talk to your commanders, it's really hard to argue why you should like, hey, no, you need to reenlist. Like your family will grow up. No, they won't grow. They'll, you know, you, they, you need mm-hmm. to be present. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I have no regrets. Uh, cool. You know, did a lot of great training all over the United States. Never deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, got to go to some cool things like Combat Lifesaver School and stuff like that. But huge fan of the military. I, you know, mm-hmm. I still keep track of. Uh, I mean, I still talk to tons of people from the military so yeah what what was um what what was some of the hard parts about being a christian in the military yeah i mean culture you know in law enforcement and military it's tough um sometimes just being because the culture and i don't want to that makes the culture sound bad but you know law enforcement military isn't isn't all the great stuff that you deal get to deal with on a daily basis you know right. i mean whether you're supporting whether you're overseas and some of those military members that are overseas mm-hmm. or whether you're uh, stateside and supporting those members members and then just what you have to see in law enforcement it's it is tough because it is a very negative based career and and that's just by design it has nothing you know per se to do with the individuals it's just you don't deal with great things all the time. It's always, you know, negative things that you're you're there to go fix or get involved in. And right. so, you know, being a Christian uh, in the military was a little bit of tough. 
The cool thing that I really liked about the military, though, is I had some amazing chaplains. Um, in fact, this is kind of funny, but um, Fathom used to spotlight other um, X-29 churches. Mm-hmm. Um, and one time, unbeknownst to Chris, um, and this might have been like two years ago, and I think it's called The Well Up North. Um I'm sitting, you know, I'm watching about the Acts 29 church up there. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like that uh, pastor, I think it's called the well. I'm pretty sure it is. I think so. Uh, uh, Pastor Edwards was my chaplain. (laughs) And so uh, he uh, was Captain Edwards to me. And so I I sent him a message right away, like, bro, you're never going to believe this. Like, and so, but it's that weird networking. um, Right. Yeah. But you you rely on that stuff. You rely on your other uh, brothers and sisters in Christ Mm -hmm. to kind of lift you up and get you through those times. So, but yeah. 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 Um, let, let, let's talk what you're doing now. Yeah. Um, totally. So, so kind of, uh, explain to us your, your position, what you kind of oversee right. some of the things you, you, you do. Yeah. So, um, I current, currently, um, am right now a commander in law enforcement. And so I oversee, um, one precinct fulls my responsibility. And then when I'm on duty, um, I oversee all three of our precincts. And so, um, which is great because I have a, a strong working relationship with our, uh, personnel, but also the community. Mm. And so, but prior to that, um, so I started law enforcement in 2005. Um, when I got hired, you had to go work in our jail. Mm. And so, Funny thing is, is I, I have to admit this. Like, I had no idea. I did not read that part in the job application that you start in a jail. Like, I'm like, I wanted to go do what right. they do yeah, on the TV yeah. show. Like, whoop, whoop, here I am, whoop, whoop, you know. And <laughs> so, like, uh, yeah, it was, it was. But when I look back, like, uh, the time in the jail was great because um, when you get to have that interaction with individuals um, who are kind of at their lowest time probably mm-hmm. in some of their lives, um, for me, jail initially was like, these are all people that are, you know, going to prison for the rest of their lives. In actuality, it's not. These are a lot of low, lie, low lying offenders. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you start to have those interactions and try to coach them because the ultimate goal is we don't want you to come back and we want you to be able to go back out and be successful in society. And so it gave me a lot of a great experience in there. And then um, I went out to the streets for yeah nine years. And then got promoted to sergeant, um, went, was sent back to the jail because um, they usually move you. And then um, after the jail, I became a sergeant over the crimes against children units. And so I did that until earlier this year when I was promoted to commander. So so now I'm back on the streets. And so, yeah, that's a sweet gig. I love that's it. Awesome. I love it because I love interacting with our community. Yeah. What is um, what is what's like the best part of your job? You know, uh, the best part truly is um, it's twofold um, because they they have to go together. The first part is working um, with our our line level staff who are out there interacting with our community every day, um, getting to be there to encourage them, to support them, to know that what they're doing in a tough career right now does truly matter. Mm. Um, And then the second part of that is getting to interact with our community. I am a huge proponent for um, community policing and really getting out and interacting. Um, obviously, the negative press in the last year has damaged a lot of relationships. And um, we owe it to ourselves. More importantly, we owe it to our community to really show them, like, who is the person behind that badge? And so, you know, when you get to interact with the community, uh, it is it is right now it's so great because it's like, 
oh, like you are, you are a normal person, you know, mm -hmm. like, oh, you, you're going to joke with me. Oh, like, you're not just here to tell me what I did wrong. Like, mm -hmm. no, I'm here to, to have fun and shoot hoops with your kid on the street mm -hmm. or go to the lemonade stand or, you know, you're just there to like encourage, like, you know, just community. And like, we're part of the community. It's not us and them. It's, it's together. It's us. It's, it's we. So, so I love it. I love the staff. I love working with the staff and I love working with the community. That's awesome. Uh, that's really so cool. Um, you mentioned it. Let, let's talk about this last year. Um, yeah, this totally. last, oh gosh, last year and a half, maybe even. Yeah. I don't even know where, what year we're in. Yeah, right I know. Now. Right? It's, all yeah. Kind of, it's all kind of blending together. Absolutely. Um, let's just talk about like, um, and, and specifically whether it's, um, whether it's, whether it's coronavirus stuff, whether it's, um, uh, all the 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 race riots and protests and right. everything like that like last year and um just everything that's been going on the last like year and a half how is that how was that for you right. um and and just what what are some of the things that you've that you've seen that you've learned that you'd like to share yeah so i mean i'll be the first to admit like praise jesus it's the year 2021 cuz mm -hmm. woohoo we're right. like we're moving forward but right. i mean we're always moving forward there's no stopping time but you know, 2020 um, was incredibly, incredibly challenging. Um, it started with Corona. Mm -hmm. And then um, it was like, hey, if this isn't tough enough, watch this. And so right. um, Corona was tough. It, it required um, a lot of quick thinking on our part. You know, you, there's a lot of businesses that just got to go work from home. Like you get to go work from home. Law enforcement and, and, and not just law enforcement, you know, credit to the fire to, the, you right. know, really our teachers are, you know, our hospital workers, but there are certain jobs that still had to be almost a 24 seven operation. And so for us to re to try to figure out what does community policing look like in a lockdown society um, was one part. And then, you know, it's, it's obvious on everybody's seen the news. There's, there's no secret that uh, a tragic accident, um, you know, not, not accident, a tragic event occurred mm -hmm. with George Floyd and that, mm -hmm completely sparked um a lot of uh frustration and rightfully so you know um and and so uh, knowing that that damage was done to the entire profession by you know those individuals completely changed law enforcement mm -hmm. even today it's still we're still going through um a lot of that trust rebuilding and so if I had to pick, take my pick, I, I, you know, yeah, if I could go back in time and prevent, you know, that incident and obviously the spread of Corona. Um, but, you know, I mean, like tragedy and tragic events is just part of life and how mm -hmm. we interact and we get uh, our community through that and how uh, we get our employees through that. It was the most challenging part. Corona struck. Um, we, you know, it, it hit our office as well. And mm -hmm. so we, you know, and myself is included, mm -hmm. you know, I got Corona through work and, uh, uh, unfortunately for Karina and the kids, um, they got mm -hmm. to share in that with me. Although luckily for them, they didn't have it nearly. In fact, most, um, two of our, a couple of our kids, nothing, but I, mm -hmm. Good. but you know, I'll, I'll tell you uh, the other part to focus on is just the events, um, from the, you know, the incident with George Floyd mm -hmm. and then what that kind of set in motion was a, uh, probably the turning point in one of the toughest times in my career. And I remember seeing a post on Instagram or Facebook, uh, basically of a cop uh, hanging up his badge and his duty belt and walking away from the profession. And that was a turning point for me because uh, I, I probably looked at that image for an hour and asked mm -hmm. myself, do I continue in this profession? Like, is this the time that I need to walk away? And it had nothing to do 
with the fact that I uh I thought law enforcement was bad. It was just a is this the heavy lift that I'm ready to engage with with the community? And it even though I looked at that picture, what felt like hours, which was probably actually really minutes. Uh, the simple answer was yes. Like I am going to, I'm going to strap on my boots and I'm going to put on my duty belt and I'm going to go back and show our community that the bad actions of a couple of individuals do not, do not represent the majority of us. Mm-hmm. And that's been the toughest part um, because we are, we are held to a higher standard. Um, the public should expect, you know, higher things from us. Um, we have public trust and to know that you've kind of lost that public trust and fueled by political environments and everything like that is tough. It's tough. And it's tough to go tell your people, Hey, they're going to tell you you're horrible and they hate you. And mm-hmm. you're going to go out and serve those people. Like, but our staff did it and they did it with, without issue. Like, right. yeah, it was super tough emotionally, physically, mentally. Um, I oversee, um, part of our mobile field force. So I was in downtown Denver during those riots. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was out to Aurora, obviously with, with the events, um, with Elijah McLean. And so it was out there to, you know, for Aurora. And again, that's the thing I try to stress to everybody is even in those events, one, um, I fully support people's constitutional rights. Um, I have no issue with protests. So we've been protecting protests for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was never, never the issue for us. Um, but protecting people and realizing that the majority of people still understand that law enforcement truly is there to, to help you, you know? And, and I had to tell my, my deputies that all the time, like turn off social media and turn off the news and go actually interact with the public because right, right. social media, even today is still going to tell you cops are not good oh, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, um, but if you go out and interact with the community, one, we rebuild that relationship with them and we rebuild that trust. And then they get to see that behind that badge is still a human being that is truly trying to do good and not to pass blame. Uh, but I always have to share that every profession has bad people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There is no no person that doesn't like bad cops more than the good cops. Mm-hmm. The good cops can't stand the bad cops because I have to work twice as hard um, to 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 show people that no, that is you know the smallest number of people. So, right, but it, it was tough. It really was. You know, I brought a lot of that home. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I put you in some sour moods sometimes. And you come home and you're just frustrated that you know people can't see you for being a good person. I I've been flipped off. I've been cussed out more times mm-hmm. in the last eighteen months than the per, the prior fourteen years total of my entire wow. career. Um, I've been told horrible things. I should go do horrible things to myself. Huh. By people that I haven't even exchanged a single word from. You're just out about and somebody is going to come do something. Or, you know, people, you're out on a call and it, they, you know, they all have their video cameras out in your face. Like, oh, we're going to catch you doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I, and I get, I get, I get where that comes from. Like, I have, it's important to share. Like, I understand um, the, the thought process behind that. And there's nothing more satisfying to me than when they are like, oh, Hey, you guys. Hey, thank you. I actually appreciate what you just mm. helped that person. Like, you know, that's what we're really here yeah. to do. We're here to help. Right. Sometimes enforcement is the unfun part of our job, but that's, you know, we're not, it says law enforcement, yeah. but the enforcement part is actually a real small part of our job. But it's crazy that it's like a surprise to some people sometimes when oh, it's yeah. like, oh, wow. Thank oh, you for doing that. I is. expected something yep. else. And it's like, it is absolutely. It, and it happens more often than not. Right. And, it, and it's, it's, it's like that, like, you know, obviously we have diverse communities and 
you know, when you're out interacting, like when you, uh, when you tell them, like, I don't really care what your background, I mean, I, t- I tell that with people who have broken the law, like, I don't care. I mean, I remember I, I talked to a guy, this is only a couple weeks ago. Um, he was emotional, upset and crying. And so I went and talked to him and he goes, you don't want to talk to me, man. Like I'm a criminal. I'm like, well, I don't care who you are, what, what, what your past is. I do want to talk to you because you're upset and I just want to be here for you and see what I can do for you because you shouldn't have to leave. And he's about to get on a motorcycle for one. Um, and I'm like, I don't want you to be on a motorcycle upset because that's two wheels instead of four, bro. Like that nine can go well, you know? And he's like, uh, what? And I'm like, yeah, like, I don't care what your past is. Like, so what if you've been to prison? I don't like, I don't care. Like I care about you, not your past. And I care about you going forward. And so we had a great conversation. Um, and I'm not gonna lie. Biker dude was big. And I mean, the whole time I'm like, I'm pretty sure this guy could rip my arms off and beat me with him. Like I could not escape from this guy, you know? And so, yeah, like the, the self intimidation was like big biker dude, not happy. And I'm, and it's not like I'm there cause he just done anything wrong. I'm just concerned about him and want to make sure he's okay to go and get on his bike. And, you know, we had a great conversation, but you know, that's how we had to engage our community. It's not just about, you know, you've done something wrong. It's about like, Hey bro, something doesn't look right. Are you okay? You know, and and the motive is ensuring that he's okay. Like, Hey, I'm here to listen to you. Yeah. Like you look like you need somebody to talk to you. Lots of talk. So yeah, that's awesome. Um, you, and you, you kind of mentioned this, but I, I, I'd love to know like how you, how your family has, has been through all this, through you working in law enforcement and like what kind of, what kind of effect that sort of has on yeah. um, you and your, your, your wife and your kids. And yeah, you know, I'll, um, I had a, I got to share this. Um, I got, I was in a promotion ceremony a couple months back and I was talking about, um, how I am where I am today because of support and how everybody has come together and we're a family. What I failed to mention was really giving thanks to my wife, Karina and the kids. Mm. And so I felt so bad. We were at dinner that night and I was just like, I am a horrible person. <laughs> I, I did not. They're in the audience. Karina pinned my badge on. Oh. And like, I didn't directly give them the credit because honestly, what a lot of people I don't think realize is that I am not, um, you know, I'm not in law enforcement 40 hours a week. It's a, I'm literally 24 seven in cop mode. You cannot turn that off. Um, and it's funny cause like it'll drive Karina, not crazy, but she's like, Oh, you're analyzing, you know, you just read that plates. Uh, you just saw these people walk by and I'm like, yeah, I can't turn it off. <laughs> um, but it, it's hard. Like uh, my wife and kids are t- the true champions. They endure probably tenfold what I truly have to endure. And it's not it's not fair to them. And so um, and there have been days that, I, you know, I just come home and uh, I am, you know, processing a call, you know, um, and, and it's not like I come home and share that. I share the funny stories with them, like right. the funny things that happen or the weird calls or you know, like sometimes, you know, like crazy accents I've been on that have happy endings where I'm like, yeah, I mean, I kind of had to hold their heart, you know, whatever together. Or I put, you know, mm-hmm. their bone was poking out, but, you know, we got them. They're fine. Mm-hmm. And those are the stories that drive Karina crazy. She's like, stop talking. I don't want to hear it because she does right. not do blood and guts. Yeah, does yeah, not yeah, do yeah. blood and guts. <laughs> but I mean, the what they have to endure and they what the burden that is shared and carried by them sometimes I just feel like they get the short end of the stick of what I am doing for a living. And I um, have really had to try to focus on that. So I'm late in the game, um, uh, focusing on 
supporting and, and, and making sure I try to turn off those switches when I come home because hmm. yeah, it's tough. They're champions to be honest. I mean, what they have endured uh, is incredible and they truly are my support system. Um, you know, when we get to come home and laugh and I, mm-hmm. sometimes I walk in and I'm just, I don't say depressed, but I'm just down. Like it's been a tough day. You know, we lost somebody or I did CPR and we didn't get to save a person's mm-hmm. life and something like that. And then you got to go home and your family's, you know, been waiting for you to come home all day and you just are down because work's been tough, yeah. you know? So they, they endure a lot of that. So they truly are, um, my foundation for who I am. If it wasn't for them, uh, and their support. And, and another example is earlier, obviously this year, um, uh, there was a shooting in Arvada, um, that I, and obviously I responded to that. And so I texted, I called Karina to let her know, uh, the call I was going to, cause at the time it was unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I texted, we have a group chat because you know, kids these days, so we have a family mm-hmm. chat. And so I texted the family later that night saying, you know, I think today's been the, one of the toughest days of my law enforcement career. And, um, that later that, and I didn't see my phone for hours and I have time. But my kids, my daughter had had put a, a a message on the front door outside that says "Love you, Dad" or "I love you, Dad," who I, which I still have today. I mean, it was only a few months ago. But my sons had also sent me messages, you know. And so, you know, like if it wasn't for that that night when I got home, like that lifted me up uh, more than my kids would ever know today. Um, but that you know, it gets me through my tough times. They are my foundation. They're amazing. They're champs. Well, th- champs. Th- Let's hope they listen to this and they hear all that. <laughs> <Why not? laughs> so yeah, I'll t- I'll tell them. Yeah. <laughs> you guys got to listen to this. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, as as we're gonna wrap this thing up here. Um, but last last little thing. What what is what are some things that you would want to tell those listening? Um, yeah. about maybe you know, about those in law enforcement. So totally. maybe I don't I don't know if they're like misconceptions or just there's some like encouragement to them or something that you'd like to yeah set the record straight whatever yeah. whatever it is you want to tell people um about about what you do and those and those that do that with you right and, totally mm-hmm. you, you know the the biggest thing um there's a guy named Vinny Montez um who I don't know real personally he's a commander up in Boulder um which uh by the way I just want to set the record really quick that um Kyle is a Rams. Uh, I'm sorry, not a Rams fan. He's a Buffs, yeah, you Buffs see, fan. Here's He's a CU Buffs guy. You, so, that was a, almost a Freudian uh, slip. <laughs> you said Kyle is a Ram, and I I almost just left. I am a uh, CSU Rams uh, guy, and so um, I'm sorry. So I gotta give I okay. gotta give a shout out to Boulder because the Buffs are up there. But that's right. he, that's right. uh, my friend, friend, I call him a friend, even though I don't know him really well. His name is Vinny Montez. Um, uh, he's a comedian. He's hilarious, but he's a commander. Um, and I started following him quite a ways back when I heard about him. And he is part of a group that's called Humanizing the Badge. And I'm not advocating for that. But what I want to share about that is that the um, behind every single badge, every law enforcement badge, and honestly, every badge, but the firefighters, you know, the fire, you know, I love me my firefighters, but cops, it's a little different because. You know, we play a lot of different roles. We have to do a lot of different things. But behind every single badge um, is an individual. And that individual, um, I I, want to promise you, truly cares about their community and is really out there to improve and build relationships, Mm -hmm. um, to be a person to get, uh, you know, individuals, families through difficult times. 
uh, to be there for supports, um, to listen and, and to really just get you through those tough times. Um, there is no secret there are bad cops. I'm not going to tell you there. Every cop's good. No, I can tell you 99.9 out of every 100 cops are good people. And I just I want people to know that. Um, Karina did a ride along with me one time. And uh, actually, she's done two rides with me, which is terrifying. Not because your wife's riding with you. But it's like if something happens, our oh, kids are going to be orphans. So, oh, oh. Um, so, but yeah. So, like, I've a lot of my family gets to ride, and if there's anybody who uh, you know ever listening um, and wants to go for a ride along, I'm more than happy to either have you come ride with me or have you ride with uh, with one of one of my members. But there was a time when she's riding with me, and um, we were called to a domestic violence situation. And long story short, without going into detail, um, I ended up arresting the male um, for basically assaulting his wife. And the entire time in the car, he was berating and upset, like, you're a bad person. And and that's that is the small part of the job that we have to deal with. Like, um, yes, you know, I, I didn't become a cop and I don't know a cop that will tell you that they became a cop so they can take people to jail. Mm. That's not why cops sign up for the profession because there is nothing fun about that. Um, we sign up for the profession to truly be there to help people and guide people through those difficult conversations. Mm. Um, you hope that individual uh, in, in that domestic violence situation gets the help they need to, to, to realize that those actions and those avenues of anger and frustration and the route that they went is wrong. And we work so hard. It's not, we just hook them and book them and we're and Hey, next one to hook and book and hook and book and, but like we're really there to try to reduce uh, reduce the crimes that are committed by those individuals, get them the resources. We're there for the tough people, and that's I think the biggest thing that I, I want to if, if I was to set you know set anything straight is behind the badge is a real person, and that real person does care for you even in tough times, and it may not seem like it um, based on sometimes when we have to take enforcement actions, but. Uh, I like to re remind people that that we're there for a reason and we got called to those difficult situations for a reason. Um, and we, we always hope for the best outcome. Um, but that that's where it's at. Like, um, and don't, don't be afraid to engage us. I'll tell you, and I'll, I'll be, uh, I'll, I'll show a little bit of my inside. Um, a lot, a lot of times there's a neg there's negative associated with us. Like you, your child, you know, your kiddo's acting bad and police officer, and you're like, oh, you better, I'm going to make that police officer take you away. Mm. My favorite thing to, to tell the parents is, it's all right, kiddo, I, I can take away, I'll take your mom and dad too. You know, because then they're like, whoa, and I'm like, hey, you can't tell the kid. Like, that's not fair. You're like, this, we want the little kids to like us. We're not bad. Like, yes. you know, and so, you know, every time you see that, I just, every time I hear it, I just smile and laugh like, no, I'm more likely to play basketball hoops with your kiddo when they're out shooting hoops in the driveway than I am to take them somewhere because we have to strengthen those relationships and we have to show that it's okay to interact with cops and it's okay to say hi. I do it when I'm off duty and I can always tell, especially like in bigger city, you know, when you say hi to a cop, they're caught off guard because it doesn't happen. People aren't like, hey, or have a great day. Usually it's it's the negative things that we people say to us. And so... You know, it's that community engagement that goes both ways. It's okay to engage mm -hmm. and, and have meaningful conversations with law enforcement officers. And at the same time, um, I love just showing up and talking to people and for them to realize, oh, he, this cop just showed up to have a conversation and say, hey, how's your day going? And I'm like, 
Did my neighbors call me? Was my dog barking? Right. Like, uh, did I, I think I stopped the stop sign back there. <laughs> I'm like, no, I'm just saying, hey, what's up? Like, how's your day? And so I guess what I'm trying to say is behind the badge, mm. there is a person. And that person yeah. truly does care about you, cares about your community, and ultimately cares that we are safe. Um, our, our motto at our agency is to provide a safe place to live, learn, work, and play. Mm. And I foundationally believe that. Um, uh, and a lot of times people, when they have a mission statement, will say, well, of course you believe that. You have to. It's your agency. No, I firmly believe that. That's like great, yeah. our, our job is to provide a safe place for you to live, learn, work, and play. And it's super important. Um, but it, it takes us. It's not, mm -hmm. you know, us in law enforcement, but it takes us together. So, yeah. Those are some good words. No, Man, no, that is a, that's no. a good way to end this <laughs> podcast. That was awesome. So, Th thank you, Kevin, no, thank for being you. here. Um, it's so church. If you see Kevin on a Sunday, if he's here, say hi to him. Yes. Talk to him. Yes. Ask Wave me any questions. Ask, Ask me any questions. Any question. Yeah, he'll tell you everything. Everything mm. you want to know. That's right. Uh, Go Rams. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and we had. And I, I will cut that out. Um, thank you, Kevin, for being here. No, we thanks, really Kyle. appreciate thank it. Um, church. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.